Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block Ripping up fantasy stock Working around the clock Look at the view from the top Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods, yeah One in particular, I'm just a messenger Let me just pass on the rock Browning, brunning, bruning Pronouncing ain't what he's doing What he's doing is not losing But infusing you with new things And there's Dennis the Bennett Yeah the man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, coach it in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Whoa. Fantasy round table come take a look at the crown baby go what's going on everybody it is thursday we unfortunately don't have a football game <laughs> i know it's hard to believe <sighs> nothing to talk about so that's it end of the podcast that's me and matt we'll talk to you guys later now we are uh we're going to recap the game on Tuesday between the Bills and Titans. Talk a little bit of NFL news and notes, and then we will get out of here. Uh, we did just want to pop in and talk a little bit here. Matt, how you doing on uh, vacation there? And I saw a little notice uh, popped up on my phone about 30 minutes ago. As, as you know, with my family living in Colorado, my phone always seems to think I still live there, and so I still get weather alerts. Uh, I guess you guys got a freeze warning coming in the morning from what I see from my phone. Yeah, it was a. We picked a banner a couple of days to go someplace with an outdoor pool. It was uh, at 10 a.m. We went down to the pool so I could try the lazy river. It was probably 42 degrees outside. So, uh, fortunately, they heat the water, but uh, not enough to overcome the bracing cold. Yeah, not not enough to run out there and and freezing weather to jump into the heated pool. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Well, and we were excited. Tonight was supposed to be the night we're at this uh, resort uh, near the Denver airport. Uh, they have a sports bar that has this huge, I think I told you, LED wall of screens. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, we'll get to watch Thursday night football. Let's just think, oh, that'll be fun. I'm like, yeah, now there's no game. But I did get a new black and orange Broncos I see that. yesterday. Very so. nice. 
Got to make sure to rock that on Sunday when the Broncos beat the Patriots. Are they playing Sunday, right, or did that get moved to Monday night? I can't remember. Yeah, no, they're playing on Sunday. There was talk they were going to put them as the Thursday night game because, you know, if you're Fox, you got to be sitting there like, we paid yeah. you a billion dollars to have Thursday night games, and now they get a Monday 5 p.m. Eastern game. So, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd imagine that it's going, oh, that's right, they do play Who's uh well, 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 what who's playing the Monday night game? It's, I already forgot. They took they took the Thursday night game. Oh, uh, that's is, right. Chiefs Chiefs at Bills and yeah. they they kept it with Fox, but it starts at five PM Eastern on Monday and then the normal ESPN Monday night football. Oh, so I saw Fox Fox is even planning to air its normal Monday night shows because the game's gonna be over before it gets to prime time. And on a Monday yeah. that's not a holiday. That's not the about ratings you're looking for. That sucks even more. Like, I would have at least, like, would have preferred, like, five or six. Yeah. My time, because then you at least get a little bit, like, five o'clock Eastern. That's four o'clock. My time, well, three o'clock for, for yeah, you so guys. Like, that's rough. Two o'clock in California. Yeah. So, Bills, Bills fans who are in New York, their game starts at five, but the Chiefs, their fans four o'clock on a Monday. That's, I mean, you might as well take the day off if you want to, or the afternoon off. If you want to get that in, we'll probably be doing our recap while they're yeah, starting. That's, Cause that's super early. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's going to kind of suck. Cause I'm actually in my biggest league where I have, I don't actually own Josh Allen in a lot of places, which is a little disappointing. Oh, no, nope, that's not good. My laptop's about to die. Um, so I may disappear for a second. Uh, I'll I'll be probably getting a little upset if that game's close come Monday night, and then I'm gonna have to sit here and watch and pay attention to Josh Allen and see how how good he's gonna do during the game. But let's <clears throat> recap that game. I completely forgot to put the score on here, but the Bills got waxed by the Titans, which it I don't think either one of us. To, uh, forty-two to fourteen, I believe. Yeah, I don't think either one of us was expecting that the Bills to get waxed like that. I felt like we both thought it was gonna be the other way around. Sure looked like the Bills were the team that hadn't played in like two weeks. Not, not necessarily the Titans. They they came out on fire. On the Bills side here, uh, Allen gets 18 points, Yeldon 13, Singletary 3, and Stephon Diggs 10. Uh, you know, fantasy points-wise, it looks good for Allen, but it was not a good game overall for Josh Allen in this one. And the big thing that I took away from this, are you worried about Devin Singletary? We thought, you know, Zach Moss being out, here we go. Singletary's going to get a lot of run. Yet Yeldon gets involved a ton in this one. Well, to be fair, Yeldon's touchdown pass, which was a bulk of his points, seemed a little bit like a a little bit of a YOLO throw from uh, Josh Allen because they were down and trying to make a comeback. But you know, the first couple weeks Moss was out, it certainly seemed like it was just Singletary. But then last night when they – or not last night, Tuesday night, yeah. when they got down, they started mixing in other running backs. So it is a little bit concerning. Then you saw Buffalo was in the final three to try to get Bell. It seems like yeah. they've been eliminated right now. But I don't think that's a big vote of confidence for Moss, who didn't look incredible when he's been out, or Singletary, who yeah. – he he looked really good. I thought he turned a corner in that game against the Raiders, but didn't see a lot uh, from Tennessee. And Tennessee, I mean, they certainly did not look like a team that's taken 14 days off practice, which might explain some of the no. reports coming out of there. 
Uh, apparently they haven't been. That's that's kind of what we yeah. talked about the other day. So yeah, they they looked really good for a team that's been sitting around at their house for 14 days. I, I think most NFL teams. I bet you all the players now are all of a sudden like, see, look, this is why we don't need to practice this much. We don't need that many preseason games. Look at how good we are when we just get to sit around. Yeah, the the announcers could not have more times talked about how put upon the Titans are having to take 16 days off. And like, it's not like they just had to take 16 days. You know, like yeah. They partially did it to themselves. You know, and I'm going to let, – let's just go there really quick because we're about to talk about the Titans anyways. Did you see the um, the post that ta- – I think it was Taylor Lewan, their their offensive tackle, posted hmm. on uh, Twitter? Uh, someone walked up with a camera in his face, and he said something to – I can't remember the exact words, so this quote's not going to be 100% correct, but it was something to the effect of – See, you guys can't put us in a corner. You can't make us out to be the bad guys. Something, something. It's not like we wanted this or we didn't do this to ourselves. So this is what happens when you put us in a corner. I'm like, what do you mean you guys didn't do this to yourselves? None of us made you guys go out there and practice and break all the protocols. I'm so confused at your statement right there. Yeah, and I mean, it's a good thing they have a few weeks before that Steelers game because I think if they had played the Steelers – yesterday uh you know there's a bunch of that's the thing there's a bunch of teams that are being impacted because of this it's not just you know you guys may not have gotten to to practice all that much but there was a bunch of teams that have their schedules all shifted around and are gonna have to go you know the titans aren't the only team that now has to play its last 12 was it 12 games? Yeah. No, 13 games. Has to play its last 13 games without a break. You know, that, that happened to Pittsburgh, too, and they literally did nothing. You know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore have had to shift their schedules. Denver had that happen last week. So it's – they I whether they broke the rules or not, they claim they didn't. It certainly seems like there's evidence they did. We'll have to see what the NFL says. The fact I was really bothered by the fact they were making them out to be the world's biggest victims. Yeah. They're probably not even the biggest victims in this situation. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and I'm almost positive I could be wrong, but I just swore today on the radio they were saying that the NFL has already released some of their investigations saying that they have found that the Titans did nothing wrong. So yeah. I don't uh That's what I thought that the NFL was Yeah, gonna, okay. I I, I could have swore I saw that this but, morning and I was like Okay, so that that picture just kind of was just nothing like that. We don't know. We weren't there, but I would imagine there's just no way for it to have gotten that bad that somebody didn't do something because no other team has struggled. I mean, the most we've seen in some places has been one, two positive tests. I mean, we'll see what happens with Atlanta now, but from everything I'm hearing, it's one test right now, and it's not even a player. It's a, it's a staff member, so... I'm kind of confused at how Tennessee could have gotten this bad. Well, and the real thing for them now, you know, they had enough time off that, you know, we've seen quite a few of the people, you know, it was going to be a real competitive disadvantage. They had no receivers. Brown was beaten up. He he had enough time to fully heal up. He looks great. Humphreys just came off COVID IR. Looks like Corey Davis is going to come off the COVID IR. They're pulling a lot of their defender players back that's i was a little frustrated about the the patriots one too because if they would have played last oh, sunday yeah. last monday or even if they would have made the game tonight 
probably no Cam Newton, but now almost certainly, and they're saying now Gilmore will be back. So yeah, that's um, I don't even know. And I was gonna say even with that, like I feel they've gotten more. The Broncos, well, I guess the Patriots in a way because they also had a thing, but I felt like they got a little bit more shafted than yeah, because we Pittsburgh, practiced all Tennessee. the way through Saturday. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You, you had they, to practice they did full all practice week. on Saturday because yeah. Sunday would have been their travel day because it was a Monday night game. That's yeah, yeah. That that I imagine's got to piss players off even more to think you because know, at least with the at least with the Steelers Titans, you found out pretty early in the week. Even though you can't go anywhere, at least you get to relax, likely for a couple days, spend time with your family. Denver Patriots, like you're you're yeah. all the way up, and then all of a sudden, up, nope, you're done. And then like, well, one, okay, so no bye week for us whatsoever, really. One of the uh, players here likened it to going to school all week and driving really hard, and at the end of the day on Friday, your teacher comes up and tells you, "Hey, kids, that was Christmas break. See you on Monday." Oh yeah, I could have that's actually perfect. But that, I mean, that's kind of now. Not like Denver won't benefit. I thought Locke would have gone on Monday night. Fangio said he probably wouldn't have, but he mm-hmm. pro- he probably will now on Sunday. And it yeah. looks like Noah Fant may not actually miss a game because he's back practicing, and they think there's a decent chance he plays on Sunday. So it helps Denver a little bit too. But it's just that was probably the part on Tuesday night. It was like I don't know if it's just because it was a blowout or whatever, but they kept. Yeah. They, CBS didn't roll out its A team either, or even no, its B yeah. or its C team. They they found a couple of guys who didn't have anything going on in their lives and were willing to spend a week in Tennessee. Yeah, and they they just talked about sixteen days. You know, it's just such such hardship for this team. And Mike Vrabel deserves to be coach of the year. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, this game is crushing me from a fantasy standpoint. This game is crushing me from a visual standpoint. I gotta like log off here. Well, you know what? I'll say that uh, makes a little bit more sense why I was enjoying it a little bit more because uh, I had it muted most of the time, actually. Yeah. I was just watching the game because I had a bunch of other stuff going on. I was just kind of checking in. So makes a little bit sense now. With I was with bummed I didn't play A.J. Brown because he looked incredible. Oh, I know. I mean, the I, one league that I had him in, I ended up winning anyways by like four uh, points, so it didn't matter. But, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I was like, oh, well, okay. So he is still going to be good. That's good to know. Well, and that was – that was probably the hardest part for fantasy players because when they don't have those practice days, they're not required to really fill out the injury and participation. So you were getting like, they, they listed him an estimate of limited. Well, what does that mean? An estimate of limited. We, you know, when he first got injured in that Denver game, I didn't think it was that bad. And all of a sudden he missed two or three games. And it's like, well, something must be really going on. They said there was swelling. So, you know, sometimes you take those bad beats. I felt bad that on Monday, you know, we basically my, my thing was I need to see him do it. Well, we saw him do it in the first quarter. So Interesting. We're not working on Twitter for some reason. I don't know why. Anyways, um, Titans side here. So Tannehill, 30 points. Hunt, Hunter Henry. Derrick Henry, 18. A.J. Brown, 14. John U. Smith, 16. I mean, have we reached the point where we're starting the core four here on Tennessee every single week? Yeah, I mean, I think so, especially quarterback, uh, which, you know, uh, for those of you that look for our consensus rankings, we're not, we didn't do a set for today because there's no games, obviously, and practice reports, but quarterback this week is not good. 
Um, there are a lot of good quarterbacks on by, and then you have other guys who are injured or completely inconsistent. Ryan Tannehill, he, I think he's going right up into low-range quarterback one territory, it's definitely this week, but um, could potentially going forward. He just One thing he has over some of these other guys is he's not getting thrown around. His coach doesn't seem inept, and he's not turning the ball over. I'm not, so, you know, there are guys I like that are talented, but Deshaun Watson seems trapped with no talent around him. That's lowered him. Carson Wentz has no line, a guy we thought might be quarterback one potential. You know, Baker doesn't have to throw that much. Um, there's guys that pop in and out. You know, I, I really liked Burrow before this last week, and then we saw him take a step back. But Tannehill just seems to be – fairly steady. He doesn't have the ceiling of some of those top end guys, but he is now the floor that's going to just kill you. Oh, I'm really trying to figure out what's going on here. My whole Twitter is not working like at all on my phone, on my computer, nothing. I don't know if it's just Twitter or me. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, John New Smith, we, we talked about it uh, Monday. I thought he was going to have a big game here. Gets bailed out a little bit by that touchdown, which I think is questionable whether he was completely over the line or not. I know they said he wasn't. I'm, I'm, I well, I guess I can't say I'm happy about it because in the league I needed to win. Uh, I ended up still losing by four points. So, uh, but it is good to see him kind of to balling out just in the fact that I called him as my tight end sleeper this year, and he seems to definitely be coming through for but me the, there. So. There was that moment of extreme happiness for you on Monday after Smith caught that touchdown where he said, I might still be alive. I just need Josh Allen to get yeah. me four points. And then we saw Matt Barkley come on to the field, and I feel like that's the reaction many people have had to Matt Barkley coming onto the field for their team in his time as a pro. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. And I was yeah. mad about it at first, obviously, because, you know, I don't want to lose. And all I needed him to go out there was, like, if he throws a touchdown, I win. Like, that's all I needed. But I got it. You're, you're down is a minute 30, I think, left on the clock. You're down three, four touchdowns. You're not going to come back and win it, obviously. Don't put him out there and risk him getting hurt. It was a smart decision by the Bills. It was uh, 42-16, by the way, the final score. I forgot about a field goal and a missed extra point. Gotcha. Uh, so for some of the news and notes here uh, for today's game, or for today's game, for this weekend, uh, late, well, I'm sure, I believe we talked about it on Monday or Tuesday. I'm sure we did. Le'Veon Bell getting cut by the Jets. Uh, he no, he, he got released uh, after we were off the air Tuesday Oh, night. did he? It was during that game. Gotcha. Okay, that's right, yeah. Uh, so he was down to three teams, as Matt mentioned earlier, which was the Bills, Chiefs, and Dolphins. He has now narrowed it down to two, the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I'm going to be honest. The Dolphins makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. Like, I know we talked about them having an outside chance to make the playoffs, but I think it's an outside chance. I guess he's just doing it for the money. I mean, everything I've seen on Twitter said that they're waving around a lot of money at him. So, Also living in South Beach. I mean, yeah, that's great, but I just... Uh, I'm not sure, though, from a production standpoint that they have a better offense. I mean, although if Miles Gaskin yeah. can be a, a running he's back, too... He's been good. Like, that's the thing. Like, he's actually been good. I mean, he's not... I'm never going to say he's anything close to what Bell was in his prime, but is it also fair to say that what Bell has shown us this year and kind of toward the end of last year, from what I've seen, Miles Gaskin's better? That's the question for me, though. How, you know, what does Bell have left? What does, 
Nobody looks good playing for Adam Gates. I mean, yeah. Ryan Tannehill. Jameson Crowder looks good. You take that back. So. Ryan Tannehill, who we're now talking about as a potential quarterback one, yeah. got traded for a bag of Cheetos last two off seasons ago. Yeah, that's true. Because of what he looked like in that system in Miami. We've seen plenty of people who we thought were gone. And even look at what Devontae Parker became after, you know, it seemed like he was one of the biggest wide receiver busts ever. And I know we were had probably more hesitant to believe that fifth year breakout because yeah. he had looked so bad before, but he seems to, he seems to be following that up pretty decently. And there's a long line of, of people that, you know, wanted to get out of New York, even Jamal Adams being nobody was as down as they, they are about Bell, but he looks revitalized coming out and living on Bell. Angry Bell sometimes is the best Bell. And that, mm-hmm. that seems to me, it's a question of whether he wants money and the South beach lifestyle, or if he wants to, to win, because if he wants to win and he wants to show that he's still a vital player for, for when you take a short, term deal and you go to Kansas city with that offense and you show that you've still got it left and you go to a team that has a legitimate shot at winning a super bowl. You try to get a title and then you parlay it into something else. Yeah. I'll be interested to see which way he goes. I mean, I don't own a lot of Gaskin anywhere. I I traded him high when I could earlier so i guess in the long run i really don't care if he goes to dolphins i actually it's, have a couple places of ceh so i kind yeah. of for him not to go well, to kansas city so that's the only part like from a fantasy standpoint anyone that has miles gaskin was just pumped that they got a running back they could play and yeah. and you know i actually have ironically with bell being released in one of my leagues i had to put gaskin in to be my running back too because i don't gotcha. have one this week <laughs> but then you know if, if bell signs there it's just like oh okay well that's fine CEH was a guy that went 101 in a ton of places. Yep. And a lot of those teams took him to be like their reliable every week starter. I think that would be probably super crushing for fans. Yep. I have one where I had CEH and Bellas, my starting running backs. So. Oh, man. Yeah, I've got him in two. One where he just happened to fall to like one nine in a rookie draft. And I was like, man, at this point I'm taking him like a starting running back at one nine. You know, I, again, yeah. I'm not, not that I'm down on him, but I didn't have him as high as some other people did. And then the other one was a contract league where we did it before the draft even started. And I got him. It's like a thousand dollar. I think is our salary. And I got him on a five year contract for $20 a year. Like I just got him really cheap and I was like, okay. And then, Obviously, he's looked the way he's looked. He's looked great for me. Getting Bell there is going to kind of suck, but I'll be interested to see. I, I don't know. I saw, obviously, him talking about being down to the Chiefs or Dolphins. Did you see him say when he's going to make that decision? It's supposed to be today, but I haven't seen anything. It's uh, you know, it's got it's after 6 o'clock on the East Coast. It's yeah. after 5 o'clock, Kansas City. Um, so... Either way, you won't have Bell this week because they were talking about if he signs, he has to go through five days of COVID testing. So the earliest you're talking about really seeing him on the field is is week seven. But you're going to have to brace because I I honestly think he's going to Kansas City. There were a lot of reports last night that he was actually in the Kansas City area Mm -hmm. and was 
you know, up there so he could take a physical for them. I mean, it makes more sense in my opinion. Like again, I, you're only going to Miami for the money. I mean, I like my, the only other thing I can think of is if they're offering him a, I don't want to say a long-term contract, if they're offering him some kind of two or three year contract, because I do think Miami could be competing next year. They, they then, have looked good. So if you're Miami, then do you release Jordan Howard? I mean, I if you sign so. Le'Veon Bell, you still have Brita who's hanging around, who's yeah. got some skills. You have obviously Gaskin, who's the guy that's, that's shown more. I would think Howard's out. I, I mean, mean, I don't I even think, know what a market would be for him. I think Howard's kind of already on the outs. He was a, a healthy scratch last week. It, they just rolled. They rolled with Breda and Gaskin last week, and Gaskin got most of the work. So that's why it. I don't know. It just Miami seems a weird fit to me. Like Buffalo, as much as I wouldn't want him to go there either, because I have a lot of. I have a few shares of Singletary. It makes sense. He fits that offense. It's a winning yeah. team. Like I don't Miami just it just I don't understand it. Like I said, it well, has to be money and possible contract length. Unless you, I can think of. Unless you see Miami as a team on the rise, which some of us some of us believe. I don't think that rises this year, but like you said, if yeah. he gets a two or three year deal and he sees a team that's gonna be fun, that's there's a desirability to Miami that has nothing to do with football. If you were right. just looking like with, if you think about bell kind of the, some, some of the same reason that people end up going to like the Lakers or the heat in basketball, because you're, you're in those kind of big glamorous cities, you know, Le'Veon bell, we know has a music career and some other interests and stuff. I could see that aspect of being in Miami. I know Miami is where he went when he was, uh, Holding out from the Steelers. He was down there in, yeah. in South Beach working out and doing stuff. A lot of players like that kind of Florida, South Beach vibe. So there is an atmosphere thing that could be there. I, if it's, if it's, you know, if I'm Le'Veon Bill's agent, I'm pushing him towards the Chiefs because if you still are what you say you are, you can prove it by going to a good team and excelling in a system that's ideal for you because, you know, the Chiefs aren't looking for their running back to run for 150 yards a game. They're happy if you get 60 or 70 yards and get 60 or 70 yards passing. If you can do some creative things, if you can block, those are all things that he should be able to do. Yeah. But I just don't, I don't think the Jets were a good system. I'm still of the opinion he's got something left and he was in a bad situation. But this is, that puts even more pressure on going to the right. That would be to me a detriment if you were looking at Miami is I'm not sure their line or their system is great for, for a running back. We haven't seen consistently great production from anyone in there or consistently great uses. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick was their leading rusher in 2019. So, you know, you might be just trading one kind of tough line situation for another. All right. So Melvin Gordon, I know this happened Tuesday night. The news got released Wednesday that he was caught speeding. Was it 30, 35 miles over the speed limit while under the influence? Um, Nothing is going to happen to him this week unless the Broncos decide to do something. The NFL is not going to decide to suspend him now. And something I posted in our discord channel. If you really go back and look at the NFL, they usually tend to wait until the legal system plays out. Well, his arraignment isn't until mid-November. 
So unless Denver decides to do something, I don't think if you have Melvin Gordon, you need to be necessarily worried about anything at the moment. But what are you? Yeah, your your boots down there in Denver. You're you're on the scene. You know what's going on. What's everybody talking about there with Melvin Gordon? Well, he got sent home from practice yesterday, uh, and when Fangio was pressed about it, he said everything's on the table. I actually, I think he will probably get deactivated this week. Whether that goes long term uh i don't know they said they there's another one they said they were hoping to make a decision by today um, yeah. but i have not seen anything definitive come out that's so why i was just gonna go search neither yeah. of us seem to have twitter right now so. i think all of twitter's down i just i logged out and tried to log back in and it said there's something wrong we're working on it wouldn't even let me log in so i'm wondering if maybe all of twitter's down i know that's happened recently yeah i was trying to pull it up too to see if i could find anything else but I'm not seeing anything, which I guess is good because I was a little bit worried that my Twitter might have been getting hacked or something. So it just looks like Twitter is not working. But yeah, I mean, I, well, I, again, I, I, if the Denver does it, you're firing up Philip Lindsay, obviously. But I, I don't think the NFL does anything anytime soon. It's going to have to come from Denver. Yeah, uh, and that's what I'm looking to see. I don't think they made any. Yeah, Ricky just texted me that Twitter is down, so. Yeah, and I don't see any. Oh, Melvin Gordon was practicing today. Okay, so maybe that's a positive sign. They said they were looking at making a decision uh, today. So let's see what uh, what Fangio goes with. My gut feeling was that they were going to deactivate him for this week, but we'll see. And obviously, Matt won't be with us here tomorrow, but me and Dennis will be back. So if they do end up deactivating him today, we will we will make sure to let you guys know about that. Not necessarily a big thing, but I, I do think something you need to watch because we haven't gotten much news about this. Odell Beckham was sent home from Brown's practice today sick, or they said with an illness. That's all they said. Could mean a million different things. Obviously, right now, when someone hears sick or illness, their mind immediately goes to COVID. Uh, the Browns have not confirmed or denied that, which I also don't think is a good thing. I would think if you know for sure it's not COVID, you just deny that right up front to kind of dispel any fears. But a little bit worrisome, something you got to watch out for. I mean, so the, the chief medical officer for the NFL came out in response to that and said their policy is if players are suffering any kind of illness whatsoever. They need to isolate um, because they're not going to take any chances. So as we move into cold and flu season with other illnesses, you can expect to see players missing practices and potentially games. So that's just another, you know, we've seen in the past guys, you know, with the flu or with the cold, they miss almost an entire week of practice and they try to get it out through a game given the abundance of caution they're trying to have and the fact that some of the symptoms for these things are so close together. Similar. You know, yeah. They're so similar. They're, they're doing, an, uh, you know, being really cautious. So allegedly that's uh, why Haskins wasn't with the Redskins on Sunday. He woke up, wasn't feeling well. And the, per the policy, you got to stay away. Right. Probably even more important in Washington where their coach is a little immunocompromised from his uh, yeah. treatments. But um, so the thing to watch, obviously, a Thursday miss is not great, but if he's also away on Friday and seeing what the final game designation um, will probably be more telling what kind of illness it is. I would think if it was COVID, they would have mentioned or if it was a fear. Because usually you only get sent 
And if they thought it was COVID, they would have cleared the building, not just sent one yeah, guy home. That's true. That's true. I should. I didn't even really think about that. But definitely something to watch, especially with that. You know, if it's something where it is just a cold, if he's got it for a couple of days, or if he ends up running a fever, they won't let him into the building. So that's something we do have to pay attention to. And last but not least, COVID was and news was Atlanta shut down their facility today. Uh, now, more news is coming out about that. It seems like it's mostly been, or the only one that's come back for sure positive is a Atlanta staffer that has not been in the building. Uh, so that is good news. Looks like it's a meaning that Atlanta is likely going to be able to play against Minnesota, which should be a good fantasy matchup. But it's not 100% clear yet, so it's still something we have to pay attention to. Well, and the good thing about that game is it's in Minnesota, so I always think it's more uh, get a little more nervous when it's the home team. Yeah. All right. Do you want to run down our uh, pick them really quick before? And I'm gonna while you're doing that, I'm gonna pull up my college games. I think you should watch for this weekend, and we will call it an episode. Yep. So uh, through five weeks, we've uh, we've played seventy seven games. So let me pull up our group here. Uh, so, uh, currently still in first place, the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Bruning, uh, 54 should be 55 and Mike Badgley, 54, uh, correct, uh, picks. So uh, going good there. Dennis actually jumped up into second place, had a good week. He is sitting at 52. So just two off the pace. Um, Jacob had a little bit of a more uneven week three, so he's down 51. Uh, so he's three back. Lindsay and I, uh, still tied, uh, another week of being tied. So we're tied at 47 and then Ricky's sitting at 46. Gotcha. How, um, do you have our listener one pulled up as well? I'd imagine I'm yeah, still pretty close up. to the top in there. Cause I'm, I make the same picks for both of them. I don't ever change it. So TVD. Okay, first place in there is still – oh, so you are tied with Rob. That's what I was about uh, to our say. Our friend there Rob was, Williams, 54. There was someone else I knew that was up there earlier. And then Earl of Dynasty is at 53, so he's not too far behind us. Dennis didn't drop, jump into this one. but uh, So, hanging strong, you and Rob still tied uh, after five weeks. You know, it's, it's probably because Rob's – just like me – Arizona team is actually winning, so when he picks them to win every week, he's not taking those L's like I was last year when I would always pick the Browns. Like that's going to be my conundrum now this week is I haven't made my picks yet. And I'm like, do I really pick the Browns to win? Because like I think they could, but it's probably going to be Pittsburgh, and it's just, it means more now. I'm I'm kind of sitting up there toward the top of the pick'em group. Uh, let's see, uh, college games to watch this weekend, uh, BYU versus Houston, uh, Friday night, uh, Zach Wilson, I think is, it really has a shot to be a really good NFL quarterback on Saturday temple at so- Southern Florida at 11 o'clock. Our guy, Remon Davis or Ray Davis will be playing in that one. Miami Pittsburgh should be another good matchup as well. Dorit King, Brevin Jordan, Kenny Pickett, Jordan Addison, uh, I was going to say Clemson, but they're going to roll that game right there. Um, trying to think of what other game i mean florida florida LSU was yeah was, i think was going to be a good game they won't be playing unc versus fsu might be a good one sam howell has looked much better every other week he's a uh, one of the top quarterbacks coming out in next year's draft class 2022 uh florida state has looked a little bit better uh boston college versus virginia tech another good game virginia tech's got a running back that i think is not getting enough talk in khalil herbert he's 
been actually looked really good leading the NCAA in rushing right now. Um, one of the best breakaway percentages and evaded tackles as well. And because he's a fifth-year senior, I think he's not getting a lot of talk. Boston College also has got a, a quarterback, Phil Jerkovich, that I really like as well. Um, and then obviously the big game Saturday night, Georgia Bama. That should be a very interesting game. Now, are, Nick they, Saban, are they actually going to play? That was my they question. are. So for Alabama, nobody tested positive except for Nick Saban and um, their athletic remember. director, I believe. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so nobody else has tested positive. So as of now, the game is going forward. Their offensive coordinator, also former Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, will be head coach for the game. What I find very interesting, and I'm not sure. I guess I do understand. I was going to say I don't understand, but now I think about it, I do. Uh, there was talk that Nick Saban wanted to be able to communicate with Steve Sarkeesian during the game because they'll be at home. He can't be at the complex or at the stadium. And they said no. And at first I was kind of like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But now I think about it, I guess he could be watching it on the game broadcast. Maybe he gets different things out of that he wouldn't get sitting on the sidelines. So I guess that makes a little bit of sense. But should be a very good game. I mean, Alabama's offense has been very explosive, but their defense has been a little bit suspect this year. And it's the flip for Georgia. Their defense has been really good. One of the best in the in the NCAA right now. I believe they're allowing an average of like uh, I think it was 1.8 yards an attempt rushing. So they've been really good defensively rushing the ball, uh, but their offense is a little bit in question here. So it definitely should be a good game. Probably the only one I'm going to get to watch because I'm taking my kids to the air show Saturday. So I'm going to miss out on college football, which makes me a little bit sad, but, but it is you're, it. you're doing something more important. That is true. Or at least, you know, that's what I tell myself to get through it. Cause you know, college football, man. So I think the big question about this Saturday night game is if you're Nick Saban, are you rooting for your team to win with you yeah. out there or to fall apart with you? Not there? No, he is definitely rooting for them to win because the sec has been, I'd say a mess is the polite way to put it. A lot of the top teams have already lost. I think out, it's just Georgia and Bama right now. The only two that haven't lost a game. So if Bama continues to win, they're in for the playoff. I mean, we already saw LSU's lost two games. Uh, Florida, who's a team that a lot of people really like. They lost to Texas A&M this past weekend. You know, Auburn, I think Auburn. No, Auburn lost to Georgia this past weekend. So really the top two are Georgia and Alabama. If Alabama wins out, they're for sure going to get into the playoff. And that's all that Nick Saban cares about. He wants that natty. So I don't I don't think he he cares one bit if they win or don't. Or Well, I, he's going to care if they don't win. If they win, he's going to be fine. I can honestly see if they don't win, I can already see the press conferences going on with saving the next couple. Well, you know, I, I wasn't there and you know, it's just, that's really hard on my guys and you can't fault them or fault this team. Cause I wasn't there. Cause he really loves to play those pity parties whenever they lose games to try and get himself into the playoffs. So, and isn't it uh, next weekend? Your, your yes. Comes back? Next Saturday, 11 o'clock, Ohio State thing that, Nebraska. Good thing. There's an Eric show on that day. Uh, I would not be going. My, my, my wife already <laughs> knows that, though. I was like, look, we can do anything you want on Saturdays, but once the Buckeyes come back, 11 to 2.30 is blocked off Buckeye time. I, I, I have to be here. If, if I don't, I will die. Like, it's just it, – it's written in my blood. It's just one of those things. You can't – like, I can't miss the Browns game either. Hey, look, they play early every Sunday afternoon. You want to go late lunch? You want to go do anything? That's cool. It's cool. As long as it's after 3.30, we're good to go. So, yeah, it's one of those things, you know. You know how it is. You know, you 
Lindsay's at a spa day right now because, you know, trying to take care of the same thing. Just you know, here you do what you got to do. I'll regret it when I see the bank account, but do what you got to do. Let me have my three hours and we'll be good to go. So I think the biggest blessing to all of sports has been uh, the DVR because, you know, you just turn your phone off, you fulfill your obligations, you go, hey, if you had to work more on Sundays, you would learn how to turn it off. But you've got to avoid the coworker that comes in. And did you see that play? No, I didn't. But I was going to see it in three hours when I'm at home. That's my problem is I'm on Twitter and everything so much. I would, I would know before I can't, there's been a few times that I've had to, uh, what was it last year? Well, nope. Actually, I take it back. I, I couldn't even do it. I'm, I'm such a piece of shit. I couldn't even make it the whole way through. I, we had family down here. Um, when my, uh, grandmother, unfortunately, uh, passed away and it was, they were down here. Uh, my aunt, uncle, both my, two of my aunts and one of my uncles came down and she used to live fairly close to me. And they came down, and they were cleaning out her house and doing all this stuff. So we were down there helping everything. And they wanted to go out and have like a big family dinner on a Saturday night, which happened to be the night of the Big Ten Championship game. And so I'm sitting there with like one earbud in listening to the Fox broadcast in my pocket while we're doing stuff. And then when we go out to eat, I literally quartered myself in the little bit of booth, pulled it up on my phone and was watching it. And it was bad because... For those of you who may not remember, Wisconsin was beaten up on the Buckeyes early in that game. It looked like the Buckeyes were going to lose, and I was not happy. I was not I was like not even eating my food. I was over there like, oh, fuck, son. like I was getting really pissed <laughs> off. Everybody's staring at me. So yeah, it's uh, Matt, Matt's really taking Nana's death hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was uh, it was not pretty, but it's the good thing That's is. Right. My family understands it, so they were they just kind of laughed about it and just kept asking me what the score was. So I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I know based on my text messages that my mom's watching our live broadcast right now. And one of my fondest childhood memories is back in the you know, when they used to have the AFC NFC championship games, they used to actually have one that started like nine AM Pacific time. Yeah. And it was brutal when they announced Denver the year that we went went and won our first Super Bowl the AFC championship game was going to be at nine. And this was, you know, cover your ears, kids. This was pre DVR days. This is where, you know, you pop the tape in and you hoped you had enough tape to make yep. it to the game. <laughs> yeah. And you also had to wait till the game was completely over to go back to start it. The greatest moment was my mom. Well, I guess we can skip church one week. There you go. There you go. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Watch it live. I just, I just need my wife to say that more often. It's okay. We can skip this. Is I'm like, this is why I love you. This is why I love you. You know, I, I, I kid. My wife is very. I still, still trying to figure out how I'm still married with the amount of things that she juggles around my football schedule. So it's, it's, it's actually fairly nice. But no game tonight. So I guess there's no reason to wish anybody luck in their fantasy matchups tonight because you ain't got anybody going. Guess it's time to watch Braves Dodgers game four. Uh, you know what? I actually will be watching that. I'm rooting for the Dodgers. I like the Dodgers a lot, so I'm hoping that they can get it. Is the were Astros game over yet? Did those did the cheaters lose? I was I saw it was stuff on Twitter, and I can't look on Twitter anymore to see what's going on because it's still not working. All right, me and Dennis will be back tomorrow because Matt is on vacation, but Matt will be back with us on Monday as we recap the. Broncos beating the Patriots and hopefully the Browns moving to five and one and being 
probably still second in the division because I think Baltimore is probably going to win this weekend, unfortunately. So but that's all right. We'll be back. Me and Dennis will be back tomorrow, and then you'll see me and Matt together again on Monday. Until then, we will talk to you guys later. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Over the tackle of the corner. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs>